From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we talk about the destructive nature of comparison and how you can refocus on your marriage. And as we were preparing for the show, I found this quote attributed to Anonymous that says, every minute you spend wishing you had someone else's life is a minute spent wasting yours. Mm-hmm. Just let that rest on you for just a second. And oh. all I'm going to say though, too, when Elisa brought that one up to me, I was like, ooh, that... That pierced me a bit too. It's convicting all around. And yes. you know, we're going to dig super deep into that on this week's show. But before we do, those of you that have been listening for a while, you know we start with a hug. For those of you that are brand new listeners to The One Family, we are so happy to have you joining us for this show. Yes. Because you might not know, a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in The One Family, someone whose marriage has seen transformation or restoration and just hear their message of hope. And this week's hug is sponsored by Care.com. And Care.com is the world's largest digital marketplace for finding and managing family care. When you guys know about that never-ending to-do list, Care.com lets you complete it faster because you hire someone to help with meal prep, laundry, and get those errands off your hands. Or maybe, we know a lot of you have, just brought home a newborn baby. And if so, things can get hectic. So think about hiring a housekeeper to help keep things tidy or... If you're like us, mm-hmm. the last thing we want to do after a full day of work is clean the house. Like the very last thing or I want to do. Or a long week or yeah. a season of life. So quit pushing off those cleaning chores and hire a housekeeper instead. Using care.com makes life simpler for families everywhere. It's helped me to see who was right in our area. Mm-hmm. Instead of like Googling and just trying to figure out where things are everywhere. It's like, no, here's my area. Here's who's there. And you know, I can actually see you know, have access to background checks and do everything all within the care.com platform because not only can I find someone to help, I can book and pay for the care all in one place. Care.com has been such a great tool for me when I need care at a minute's notice. So for the one family to save 30% off a care.com premium membership, visit care.com slash one when you subscribe. Now this hug comes from a Facebook message that we received and it starts off saying, A few weeks ago, I really started to examine our marriage from the inside out. I realized fairly quickly, I felt as though we were living as roommates who shared a bed and have sex sometimes. And that was only when I said yes. Mm -hmm. By the way, this is coming from a wife. We lack intimacy in all aspects of our marriage. And it's not on purpose. We love each other and we can't imagine life without the other person. It's just, well, we weren't taught how to be intentional with intimacy. When we got married, we made a decision to never mention divorce, but we both have only a couple times, and that we would just never get a divorce. That's not an option. And I love this, but I don't want to settle for just not getting a divorce. I want to be blissfully happy with the man God made for me to be my husband. I love that. I love that because we can. We can just live life, just, hey, well, we're not going to get a divorce, but eh, this is it. She goes on to say, we're Christians and very much into our faith. So I started researching online, help for Christian marriages. I found your podcast and I haven't stopped listening. After listening to episode one, I came home and before I could even get 60 days of sex challenge out of my mouth, my husband had swept me away into the bedroom. 
Amen. So Amen. we're on day six of the 60 day challenge and you were so right. It's a lot harder than I thought it would be. But listen to this next part, guys. In less than a week, though, I've noticed little subtle changes in me. I'm more caring about what makes him happy. I'm working to make sex fun again with positions he's been asking for. And even though we've had some hiccups and little arguments, I've learned to tell him what I need in those situations. I'm so excited that we have so many more podcasts to listen to, to help me grow and that we can be a part of the one family. Mm. So here's a great big hug. I know it was a God thing that I found you. You're changing lives and marriages and it's awesome. Thank you. Well, we are honored and blessed to have you part of the one family. And like Elisa said at the top, to all of those of you who are new, welcome. We thank your friends, your family member, whoever may have sent you our way. Get ready because today's show is going to be a good one. Absolutely. And, you know, we open with that quote talking about every minute you spent wishing you had someone else's life as a minute that you're wasting yours. And, and in all honesty, we as a society... You know, I'm not pointing fingers here because I would be the first person to raise your hand. We are so focused on other people's lives that we've stopped living our own. We, we're more interested in what other people have than on what we can do to create the extraordinary in our own marriages, mm-hmm. right? We're wishing and wanting for something else and we're wasting opportunities with the person that God has given to us. That, that hug that I read, she talked about, you know, her husband as the gift that God gave to her. And so many of us, myself included, are wasting those opportunities because I, I, in preparing for this show, I just did a little research because we all know that Instagram and Facebook are real things, mm-hmm. right? You're all sure. nodding your heads. It, it Pretty much there is no one that I'm speaking to that has not at least heard of those two platforms. You may be listening to this show right now and scrolling through either one of those. Absolutely. So get this. Instagram has over... 800 million active users. And these were from articles that I found from January of 2018. So Instagram has over 800 million active users. And on average, folks are spending between 24 to 32 minutes per day on Instagram. Now that's just one platform. Now Facebook has 2.13 billion, with a B, users. And on average, folks spend 20 minutes on Facebook. But here's the deal. That's not 20 minutes every day. It's 20 minutes every time they log into Facebook. It's a lot of time. And, and that means that we're looking at pictures or posts, depending on what platform you're on, or maybe a little bit of both, looking at people's lifestyles, their accomplishments, their appearance. We're, we're looking to see what their kids are doing and what jobs they have and where they're going on vacation. And it's collectively leaving you and me feeling maybe a little anxious. Yeah. And I would even say like on an Instagram, for sure. I mean, it's not just your friends you may be following. It may be actors, actresses, mm-hmm. folks, you, you, some of your your favorite pastors even, and, and you're looking at where they are and what they're doing or or maybe um, um, athletes. Mm-hmm. We, we have a son who's an athlete, so I get to see a lot of Instagram posts on athletes and what they're doing and what their kids are doing even. Right. So it... it the two platforms can be a little different because one can be that where it's a an outward focus, even comparing ourselves to folks that we don't even know. Yeah. And, and like I said, it you know, creates those feelings of anxiety or maybe jealousy, mm-hmm. depression, feeling less than or inadequate. And, and then we get into this cycle where we start questioning, right? We start questioning what's in front of us and we, we're like, well, why not me? 
Why can't I have that? Why isn't that happening in our marriage? Mm-hmm. Right? Why well, isn't the breakthrough happening? We've been praying. We've been praying for a baby. Why isn't, why don't we have our miracle baby? Right. Or, or would my life be better with someone else? Cause look at how happy that family is and, and look at the vacations that they're going on. And maybe I just married the wrong person because our life doesn't look like their life. Mm-hmm. Right. And so much time is being spent looking at other people's lives. And those are minutes folks. Let me be really clear. Time is the one thing, and I know mo- many of you have heard this, time's the one thing that when it's been spent, you can't get it back. It's gone. So if you're spending all of this time looking at somebody else's life, those are minutes that you will lose in your own marriage. And you know, real quick, I just want to put a caveat on this show that you know a lot of people think it's only women who get caught up in this comparison game. And uh, I'm just going to put the kibosh on that right now because it's not true right? I mean, Tony, you came back from, from a men's night and, you know, out with friends doing all kinds of stuff and, and sharing the same thing that men are comparing themselves. Oh, totally. I mean, even, Hey, we, we bring these topics up to play because it's going on in our lives in some way, some form we're hearing about it. And I, I I can say for myself, sure, there are times when I am comparing my life, where I'm at with others, not all the time. And I have to get re-centered and grounded in where God has placed me and Elisa and what, what track we're on. And also, and I just want to share this because um, for me, it, it, it's, you know, I'm in my mid forties now and where I compare a lot recently and I've had to check myself is with those of you who are younger, you know, you're, you're in your mid twenties, maybe you're even into your thirties, but you haven't had kids yet and you're off, you're gallivanting, you're traveling and man, oh man, I can catch myself in those places just going, Oh, why isn't that us? Why aren't we adventure traveling? Like we should be, or things of that nature, because I love travel and I want to so badly to do that. And we just didn't do it when we were younger and we didn't have kids. So the comparison can go not only upward, it can go downward. Mm-hmm. It can go, it can go sideways. It can go all different ways. And it's not just, it's not just lifestyle. I mean, some of you mm-hmm. are, are caught up in the comparison trap professionally, mm-hmm. right? Like why, how are, how is their business doing more than ours? Or how did so-and-so get a promotion ahead of me? Or maybe it's in your sexual intimacy, right? When it looks like everybody else is, you know, holding hands and making out and having all kinds of public displays of affection. And you're like, PDA. what about me? And, you know, all of these different ways of looking at other people's lives, of comparing ourselves, what we tend to forget and what I'm going to say right here, right now is that we all collectively, you, me, everyone that's listening to the show, whenever you're listening to it, we only post the good stuff, right? Can I be real honest with you that I did not take a selfie with Tony the other day when we were on a walk and talk and he was giving me a bit of a dressing down. I, I didn't say, you know what, babe, let's capture this moment. I and when she says dressing down, I was heated in the moment. There was some stuff I needed to get off my chest that I was just really frustrated about. It had, it's been a couple of long weeks here and I, I was frustrated. And luckily, Elise and I have our walk and talks. Yeah, it was the best format and so that I could listen and he could vent. But I, I we didn't take a selfie. No, we weren't, we weren't grabbing our, our cameras. Actually, it was at the end of that walk when we did pull out a camera because it was a full moon. We tried to get a picture. And we tried to get a picture of the full moon. It just didn't come out well with our phones. But that was the only time we picked it. There was never a time in that in that sequence of 
walking and in, in, in going over that, that we were like, hey, let's pick this out. But a, a week earlier, if you saw us on Instagram or whatever, we were down at C, C-180. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like at Romantic. Indian Imperial Beach. It's like right on the beach. It's awesome, awesome venue to go eat. And we sat outside and we had the pier and the waves crash. And it was just beautiful. And guess what? We picked up, picked up our picture and we're like, hey, let's take a picture here. This is great. Uh, under the, the, the sign, the street sign that said Date Avenue. And we were on date night. But had you been with us on those two separate occasions, which one are you going to compare yourself to? You can compare yourself to the good times Tony and Lisa are having because that's usually what we want to compare ourselves to is the good stuff, not the the crummy side. Right. Like I don't want to compare myself to them because look at them. They're arguing. They're having a they're Well, having you might a good still compare heart. yourself to us and just be like, whew, glad we're not messed Gl- up like that. <laughs> that, is, that is absolutely true too. Right? Because right? we do it both ways. And, and, you know, other instances that don't get posted, right? You know, we post the almost perfect family pictures because somebody's always looking in the wrong direction. Yeah. But, but I didn't post a picture the other night when we were in a heated argument with our son. Mm-mm. You know, and having disciplinary, I didn't post that picture and be like, hey, honey, take a look at the camera for mom, right? Just quick selfie. Uh, Cause that would have like, my phone probably would have gotten like chucked. Right. I didn't post that. Right. I, I don't post when we're on vacation and someone's got the stomach flu or, you know, the air conditioning doesn't work and we're all sweating to death. You don't see those pictures because mm-hmm. as a society, we don't post them. We look at other people's highlights and we forget that our marriages have highlights too. Many. You have many. Right. We look at their posts and, and we forget that their life is not perfect. Cause let me tell you something, right. For every perfect date night picture, there's a handful of date nights that they sat in the driveway, at least a handful. And they're like, what do you want to do? I don't know. Pick something. I don't know. I don't know. What do you want to oh, do? And the kids yeah. are crying and now we got to go home. And so-and-so's got the flu, right? We forget, we have this assumption as a society that life should be fair, that my life should be as amazing as yours. And it's not to say that your life isn't amazing, but like, why are we saying that it's got to be fair? Who said that? Right. It's not in anywhere that I can find, but we've got this idea that, well, well, if I've been married for 20 years, my fairness, you know, at 20th anniversary trip should look exactly like your 20th anniversary trip. And it's like, I just had, I had coffee the other day with a girlfriend and she's like, you know what, just where we are, we're not going to take a big trip for our 20th because of our kids' ages and whatnot. We're going to wait till our 25th. Well, Tony and I took a big trip for our 20th, right? It's not a fairness thing. It's a individual thing. It's our marriage. You know, we've, and here's, here's the big thing that I think we forget more than anything else behind every person that we are comparing, uh, comparing ourselves to behind every perfect image behind every, I want that life. I want that marriage. I want that child's accomplishment. I want that job. I want that promotion. There is a journey that those people had to go through to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The journey is. The journey is to your success as a couple. Right. And, and I don't know. There are some people who have accomplished amazing things. And when I hear their story, there is a part of me that says, mm, I don't know that I want to do. I, I don't know that I'd want to do that. Right. Well, there's probably a reason why mm-hmm. I don't have their life because there are some things that I don't want to do. Right. And, and here's the other thing that happens when we all start looking and we start getting into this comparison game and we get stuck in this comparison trap is that we start turning our friends, our families into our rivals. Hmm. We start looking at them and saying, I'm in competition with you. I've got to do better. We're not celebrating them anymore. We're trying to take them down and knock them out because we think it's unfair. And that's, that's the destructive nature of comparison. And sometimes we do it with our spouses, 
right? Sometimes I get, well, why, why are you having more success at work? That's not fair. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. I'm, why, why, are, why isn't this happening to me? That's not fair. Right? And, and we, we turn our spouses, we turn our friends into rivals. And let me tell you, the people that God has placed in your life, just I'm so glad that that hug said, you know, my husband is my God's, is God's gift to me because that's how we have to look at it. The people in your life are not put there to destroy you. Right? But if we keep looking at them with comparison, then guess what? We're going to not just destroy them. We're going to destroy ourselves and our marriages. So we've got to think, when are we going to actually get back into living out our own lives and our own marriages and let others live theirs and celebrate the success that everyone's having? Mm-hmm. True. When are we going to do that? And I, I'm, I'm thinking, since you all have hung into the show so far today, that this is actually going to be the week that most of you, because you're going to choose it, are going to start stepping into that. Yeah, it's going to be a gut check. Like right now, you should be having a little bit of a gut check going, ooh, ooh, yep. That If that's you right now, get ready because we're going to start talking about what you can do. Now, the first thing that you can do is you can just like free up a little bit of time in your life so you can actually do this work. And one of the ways to do that is going to be to go to care.com and get help in those areas that you need help in, whether it's housekeeping, whether it's running errands. So to save 30% off a care.com premium membership, visit care.com slash one when you subscribe. And that's just a special offer there for the one family. So, you know, as we're looking at this comparison trap, looking at other people's lives all the time prevents you from living yours. And so you're going to need to ask yourself three questions, right? The first one is, what do I have? Right? Can we just can we just stop looking at everybody else's what do they have and turn it around and say, what do I have? Because can I share a story real quick? Yeah, because jump we, in. We, we had lunch today with a with a dear friend of ours. And when Elisa says, you know, when you start stop comparing yourself to your friends, the joy that comes mm. is truly there. Um I, I think God has worked on me a lot in this area over the last three years of my life. And I and I look at our friendships and how they have flourished mm-hmm. in that. But we were talking to this one friend today and just remembering Elisa and I, when we first got married, one of the first jobs, because she and her girls go with another mom and they go down to Palm Springs, Palm Desert, and they they have a great time down there. And it just brought back a flood of memories of when Elisa and I were first married. I was 23, she was 22. And at the time, Elisa had graduated college. I had uh, left college my senior year to be with Elisa. And I was just working whatever I could. And, and one of my jobs was I was driving a golf cart between a timeshare and a hotel. Mm-hmm. And, and that the, the, the timeshare was part of the hotel, but that's what I was doing. And I looked at my, and I look at my life now, you know, 21 years later, but that, that was a time when I had to do that to get to where I am now mm-hmm. and to compare my life to where I am now is, you know, if you were to look at it and go, oh, well, I want to do what Tony and Lisa are doing. Well, that's great. Well, do you want to drive? Do you want to drive that golf cart back and forth, you know, in Palm Desert when it's 110 degrees? Hey, if so, start it. Go get it. Right. Well, and, and you know, that ability to express gratitude is one of the quickest ways to to stop the comparison monster, right? Because when you become, when you become outward focused, when you start looking at everybody's life, you forget that you have blessings in your own life and in your own marriage, mm-hmm. right? Cause I'm too busy looking at your life to, to actually notice 
what's right in front of me. And, and I want to ask you, you know, when was the last time that you sat down and wrote, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 things that you were grateful for? Ooh, that's a good, yeah, that's a good one. Now I, I will say that if you're in the position of the month club and have been since November, that you actually did this as part of a, a group exercise that we did in November. But if you haven't been in the position of the month club and we'll put a link to it, it's position the month club.com. Um, maybe you haven't, maybe you've never done this. Maybe you thought about it on Valentine's day or for a birthday, but you haven't actually done it mm-hmm. this week. Do that. Because gratitude is going to get you focused on what you do have. It's a reminder of the blessings that you have, not what you are lacking. Mm-hmm. Right? The second question that you need to ask yourself, and this actually ties in a little bit even more, even just with the story that Tony told you, you know, do I want the journey to get the prize? Yes. Right? Like Tony said, you know, so many people come up to us and they're like, wow, we want to we wanna have a podcast like the One Extraordinary Marriage Show right? You guys are like so successful. We've recorded 418 shows over eight plus years. Mm -hmm. Every single week. Can be real clear here? That's a lot of weeks. I don't even know, you know, 418 weeks. I was, I was trying to do the math and I just realized. It's 418 weeks. In in, in during times of, gosh, low times, Mm -hmm. high times, Fights, fights, disarray, confusion. I mean, those of you who've been with us and are, or have joined us and you're, you're binge listening, you can hear the seasons of our lives. Mm-hmm. You get to see where we've been and where we've come from. And we love that. But are you willing to do that in your own life instead of comparing with what we do? Because all we're doing is we're just walking the journey that we've been called to walk. Mm-hmm. And this is our journey, and we hope through that it sparks a flame in you to do your own journey. Absolutely. You know, when people say, oh, my gosh, you and Tony, and, you know, I heard you say, you know, your sex life is better today than it was when you first got married. I'm like, Mm -hmm. heck, yes. But here's the thing. We had to get really intentional about that. If you've not listened to episode one, 60 Days of Sex Challenge, that's where this crazy, amazing journey started. Not a lot of people have wanted to do that journey, right? Not a lot of people have wanted, and there are quite a few of you that have, but not everyone wants to do the intimacy lifestyle and schedule sex however many times during the week that works for you, right? I want to have a great sex life, but I don't want to schedule sex. Okay, well, then you're going to have to figure out a different way to do it because that's what we've figured out that works for us, right? I want to have great communication in my marriage. Okay, well, Tony and I have figured out that doing the coffee break, and you can find that at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coffee break, doing the coffee break for us on a regular basis actually keeps the communication alive. As well as our walk-in talks. As well as our walk. But we had to get intentional about that. And that's what I'm talking about. Do I want, am I willing to take the journey to get to the prize? Whatever your prize is in your marriage, in your life, in your relationship, are you willing to put forth the effort to get there? Right. Because if you are, then I promise you it's a journey. You'll get there, but you got to keep taking one step. Tony did not hike from Mexico to Canada in one day when he hiked the Pacific Crest Trail in 2000. It took 138 days of one foot in front of the other walking north from Campo at the border here, Mexico and California, all the way to Manning Park, British Columbia. 2,650 miles. Same thing in your marriage. You don't go from from okay to extraordinary just because you think it's a great idea. 
You have to put in the effort. And the final question is, where am I supposed to be? Right? Because when we, when we get caught up in this comparison trap, we keep thinking that we're supposed to be in someone else's life. Right? That, that's what comparison is basically doing. You're like, well, I should have, I should have what, what Susie has, or I should have what Mary has, or I should have what Mike has, or what Tom has, or, or whatever it is. I should have that life. And my thing is, too, the more and more I talk to folks and I get to learn, again, it's the highlight reel you see. And when you dive down deep and you start to talk to them, you're like, holy nuggets, man, I do. Man, okay. It, it just There's just realization. Uh-huh. Your eyes are open to, to really finding out what the truth is. Like what you see is not what's really happening. Right. I know, I know many of marriages where it looks really good. And then I get a chance to just sit down and talk to somebody and they start telling me a litany of things that are going on and you're going, okay, I got it. There's time. It's a time. Like we need to be intentional. You got to take some action. Mm -hmm. And to a lot of my guy friends that I, I get a chance to just talk to a little bit here. I always tell them, I'm like, you need that third person in there. You got to get some clarity and you got to get a new voice going on in, in, in that marriage. And if so, if you're that way too, don't hesitate to look at coaching. Mm-hmm. And if you want to check out coaching with Elisa, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. Because sometimes the comparison trap that you're in needs somebody to speak life into you to tell you that you're not the only one dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And you need some new tools and that tool belt of yours to break free of it. Absolutely. And, and just like the wife said in the hug, you know, your spouse is a gift, right? When, when you start to understand that you are in the marriage where you're supposed to be. You're in the life that you're supposed to be. And you don't need to worry about what's going on around you. You actually get to look at your spouse and say, you know what? You are God's gift to me. And these kids that we've created, that we're raising, they are also a gift. And, and this is where I'm supposed to be. I wonder, you know, even as I'm just like speaking these words out loud, I wonder how many of you would see a shift in your marriage if you looked at your spouse this week and said, this marriage is exactly where I am supposed to be. You are my gift. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this, this is what I'm supposed to be focusing on. What would happen? Like it actually like blows my mind, even just saying those words out loud. What would happen this week? What can I do? What can I do? You can look at your spouse and say, I know, I, I know that this, this is where I'm supposed to be intentional. Oh my gosh, you guys, like if, if you take nothing else out of the show, speak those words over your spouse, share it with them because you have the power to create the extraordinary. Stop looking at everybody else's marriage and saying, I want what they have. Would you please look at your own marriage and say, what can I do to create a marriage that is extraordinary? Mm-hmm. What can I I do. I don't need to spend all my time, my 20 minutes every time I'm on Facebook or half an hour on Instagram or I I say, just do that right now. This week is what what can I do this week is man, take a, take a social media fast in some way Mm. form that if there's one thing you could possibly do this week alone is just step away from it, step away. And, and I've, I've done it at times and I've heard of people who've done it at times and it just resets you. You get reset because you realize that what you're seeing there, be it on video, YouTube, or even on TV, just reset yourself to look at. And like Elisa said even earlier, what are the 10 or 20 things you're grateful for? Mm-hmm. And don't just write them down and go, ah, I'm grateful. 
but meditate on those. Pray over each one of those for your spouse because that that's where power begins to happen. That's where change begins to happen. It's not a thing that just happens one day and that's it. It's what you do day in and day out. Are you willing to do it though? Oh my gosh, you guys, this show, even as we're, you know, just pro- like I'm processing it all on another level with you guys. And I just, I see so much potential in every marriage that is represented in the ears that are listening to this show. I see the ability for each and every one of you to literally create a shift in the atmosphere in Mm -hmm. your marriage to say, you know what, I'm not looking at everybody else's marriage. This week, I'm going to be focused on what you and I have, baby. And we are going to make this marriage the most extraordinary marriage that we can. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Comparison is big and you're not alone if you're doing it. I'm going to tell you that you're not alone. Elisa and I both have said we do and we, and you know, many of you have as well and are, but here's the thing. If we want extraordinary marriages, what are we going to do? How are we going to be intentional and how are we going to take action? So that way we, we can eradicate it from our lives. So we can, so we can step into our calling into that beautiful place where you and your spouse come together and fully can engage one another to have the extraordinary you desire. So this week, go out there, take some of the tips we've given you. One of them, one of them could be a massive change for you this week. And it, 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 and this isn't, again, this isn't for the younger generation or for those of us who are in our forties or those in their sixties and seventies, it's for all of us. Mm-hmm. We're all doing it and we need it. We need to eradicate it. We love you guys. We were believing that this week is going to be a week of breakthrough for you. Comparison is going to stop and you're going to be able to love on your spouse. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys. Bye.